0: Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. An hour past dawn on June 6, 1944, ten miles off the coast of Normandy, the first 200 landing craft left the largest invasion fleet ever assembled and headed for a place called Omaha Beach. The men had already been in the open boats for four hours. They had watched huge battleships pulverize the German defenses, and waves of bombers had roared over their heads to destroy whatever the Navy had missed— But nothing the ships and planes did could cheer the landing force. Cold, wet, and seasick, all they wanted to do was get out of those boats. They'd never seen a battle before, but their officers told them that the landing would be unopposed. That was untrue. Waiting for them on the bluffs above Omaha was the tough German 352nd Division, in bunkers that could withstand the biggest shells the Navy had. And most of those shells had missed. Heavy clouds had also forced the bombers to drop their loads far inland. At low tide, 525 that morning, the gold sand beach was between four and 500 meters wide. Landmines numbered in the hundreds of thousands. As the barrage lifted, the German gunners went to battle stations. Their machine guns, mortars, and artillery were aimed out to sea and up and down the beach. The Americans would be in their sights a long time before they reached the bluffs and under a terrible crossfire, meticulous and efficient, The Germans had charts in the gun positions, showing beach landmarks and the range to each. A Navy beachmaster, whose job was to mark a path through the obstacles for the landing craft, was in the first boat to hit the beach that awful morning. He later remembered looking up at the Germans in plain sight on the bluff above and wondering why they didn't shoot him. He did not know that across the bluffs, telephones were at that moment chattering with the order, wait until the Americans reach the waterline. Moments later, the first wave of little wooden Higgins boats roared in among the obstacles and dropped their ramps. Above them, the enemy squinted into their gun sights, and the battle for Omaha Beach began. It's not like in Hollywood, one veteran bitterly recalled. The actors jump into the water, and in three seconds they're charging up the beach. Well, it isn't like that. Just before they ran aground on the sand, his captain called out, It's an unopposed landing but bullets hit the boat just as the ramp went down. The first few minutes in the water I will never forget as long as I live, he said. There were machine guns, rifle fire, mortar fire, 88s, and God knows what else, and it felt as though every German was aiming at me. Landing craft began to stack up behind one another. Men carrying 80 pounds of equipment jumped off into deeper water. Sometimes it took half an hour to wade ashore. The only cover was hundreds of yards away, and that cover... A low ridge of smooth stones called the Shingle was a trap under the eyes of waiting German mortar crews. It's almost a miracle that anyone got off Omaha Beach alive. Everything that could go wrong did. The men had been on the boats too long and had to carry too much equipment. Many drowned unnecessarily. Landing craft came in at the wrong places and in clusters, making them easy targets for an enemy who was very good at what he did. And yet, after hours of suffering the worst trials men could endure, they decided they'd had enough. Alone and in small groups, they crossed the shingle and the seawall, worked their way through the mines and up the steep bluffs, and one by one put the bunkers and pillboxes out of action. By noon, Omaha Beach was theirs. They were from Maryland, Virginia, and Pennsylvania, and they were known as the 29th or Blue and Gray Division, the 29ers, and no men anywhere have ever fought a battle more impossible than the one they fought on the morning of June 6th, 1944, on Omaha Beach.